0: Welcome. One of these days, I am going to master my Effie Trinket impression. I just watched all those movies again recently. Anyway, welcome to Famous for What? Today, I have a special treat for all of our listeners. We have our very first special guest, our special guest correspondent. Today, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Bo Brown. Bo Brown, welcome to the pod. Thank you for having
1: me. I am super pumped to be here. Um, obviously a big episode and I'm already a fan of the pod. Um, so I'm just excited to be a part of it. Thank you for having me today.
0: I'm of course, of course, Bo Brown is one of my dearest friends, my lifter sister, if you will. And so he's <laughs> us on our third episode, our third episode of Famous for What? Famous for What? So on this podcast, in case you're joining us for the very first time, we do a deep dive on a famous person that you know you certainly know you just might not know that you know them yet perhaps you're not good with names perhaps you've seen things they're in but couldn't even think of what one of those things were perhaps you recognize their face and you just can't put a name to the face whatever the case may be we're going to do a deep dive on one of those people and kind of go over their illustrious career and just talk about all that they've done because they are very well known so we will get to the focus of today's episode in just a little bit. But Bo, before we get into that, yes. I do have a couple of questions for you. Of course. i like to ask all of the guests. Well, just two questions. i do like to ask all of the yeah. guests. And considering you're only the second guest. So the first question is this. Um, this is a movie, TV show kind of podcast. That's kind of my yes. favorite thing. So for you personally what are some go-to comfort movie tv shows mm. that you can call them your favorite if you want but just yeah. something that's comforting to you
1: well you and i overlap in some places here um i i heard you mention the great british baking show a little while right. back and that's obvious that is on the list for sure love that show something that just lifts you up in that show that i'm obsessed with but I also go back to um Will and Grace all the time. Like it's just one of those shows that I can put on at any point and just makes me laugh. Karen Walker just brings the best out of me. Um and I just love that show. It's just like a go-to, like comfort um show for me that I can just turn on at any point.
0: So, like back in the day, were you more of a Karen and Jack person or a Will and Grace person? I, I was very much a Karen and Jack person. Karen
1: and Jack, which Surprise, surprise. We both are into Karen and Jack, but um, always Karen and Jack. And there was always something about them. We could get deep in a second, but there's always something about them that I'm like, they just were out there. I I don't know. They always just did what they wanted. They said whatever they wanted and always just it was always just so obnoxious.
0: And I think I can relate to that a little bit. Um, But I I always just love that. Yeah. Because Megha Mullally is so different from the character oh, yeah. of Karen Walker. So like seeing that, like in hindsight, as like an adult, like seeing her do other things yeah. and like speak in person, it was a really big difference. Yeah. The Great yeah. British Baking Show, you, Jack and Kai kept talking about it for months and months and months. And months. Have you watched oh. it yet? Have you watched it yet? And then finally I was like, I'm just going to do it. And then obsessed. So and you've been
1: inspired as you bring oh, a yeah. lemon ring pie over the other day. I mean, honestly. So...
0: It Thank you for time. the post, by the way. You just happen to have <laughs> the <in your> pantry, <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, okay, so then my other question is: my other question <laughs> is, and, um, as far as recommendations are concerned, what yes. do you have any recommendations for the listeners? Movies, TV shows, what what have you that you have watched recently <laughs> that you want to watch that you might suggest to yeah. our loyal fan base of
1: yeah. twenty people? Well, you know how I like to take a simple question and make it very complicated. Of course. So I am in a little bit of a zone, a little bit of uh, nostalgia. So I'm going to give a category, which is um, Disney Channel Original Movies. Oh, I, he comes. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at you, Smart House. I'm looking at you, Johnny Tsunami. I'm looking at you, Jet Jackson. Xenon, Halloween Town Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. There, I think it's just time we take a step back and we realize the goodness we had growing up. And not oh. to call out my age, but I think we're trying to we're producing all these shows and all these movies all the time on all these platforms trying to keep up. Can we just step back and and look at what good TV was and enjoy those movies?
0: That song in Xenon, I can't sing it because I don't have the rights to it, but you know what song I'm talking about. That Zo. Yeah, Protozoa, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean Breach! I'm just I, saying. I watched those DCOMs as an adult. I still watch the new ones. Like Zombies 3 came out like oh. over the over last summer and I fully watched it. It's kidding. <laughs> it's the kitty well joel Joel, i
1: have to ask did you ever have i think of protozoa he had like little spiky blonde tips had did you ever do bleach tips
0: i absolutely had bleach tips with a necklace i was i was (laughs) i was that girl you were all in okay okay no judgment everyone was shocked when i came out as gay (laughs) (laughs) okay
1: So I think yeah. that's what I'm going to say. Everyone, take a look. D- take a dig. I mean,
0: dig in. And those are all on, Dis- those are all on Disney Plus, too. Those are some great recommendations. They sure are. We don't make them like they used to. Obviously. They sure Our don't. Concerns. Now, don't. recommendations from this guy, I just want to circle back to, I mentioned this on the last episode, that I wanted to watch it, and it was called Based on a True Story. It was c- going to be on Peacock. Mm. Well, I watched it. I binged the whole thing in a day, starring Kaylee Cuoco and Chris Messina. It's like a... Dark comedy. I would say it's eight episodes. You can watch it in an evening if you're committed. Highly recommended. And as I was watching it, I found out that Jason Bateman is an executive producer. And I feel like I mentioned Jason oh. Bateman every single episode. And I will continue. He's everywhere because yes. he's like one of my favorite actors of all time. Yes, but dark comedies are in right now. Yeah, and Kaylee Cuoco is great. Christmas scene is great. Yeah, it's like. You have to be comfortable with like a little bit of gore though, I will say that cuz it is like there's a serial killer. I'll, I won't spoil it too much, but if gore is not your thing, then it's not for you or just cover your eyes.
1: Okay, that I can handle.
0: Okay, great. Well, thank you for those recommendations. Now, I think that we can maybe get into this a little backstory before we before the big reveal. Because as <laughs> I was cooking up the ideas for this and I had like it was Trivia Tuesday. I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. Love and trivia. love story As to why this is the episode for Bo. Because I developed a list of 12 people for the first season. I'm like, these are the people. And then we went to trivia. And I was um, asking you. I was like, I was just sharing you with, I think that I made this list. And you're like, you know who would be a good person? And then we talked about it for a second. And you were saying some of the things that she was in. And I was like, oh, It's so-and-so. She's already on the list. And cackle, cackle, cackle.
1: (laughs) And I didn't even know her name. I had to like reference because I couldn't think of her name.
0: Well, I'm here to tell you. So now that we've kind of like laid the groundwork, I would like to reveal that the star of episode three is the one and only Judy Greer. Judy Greer, everyone. And I'd be willing to comment. at this moment. Everyone listening is like, who? Well, I can say with confidence that you have seen something she is in because buckle up. as much as I think I know movies and stars and stuff like that I was shocked at a how many acting credits she has to her name but then b I forgot about some things that she was in that I have seen multiple times so we're gonna do a deep dive here and we're gonna go over it because talk about a career that I didn't even realize was that that substantial so Judy Greer, she was born July 12, 1975 in Detroit, Michigan, of all places. And based off my I will like to preface that like the, all the information here comes from IMDb and Wikipedia for the most part. So by all means if you hear a discrepancy, Judy Greer, if you're listening to this and you hear a discrepancy, by all means fact check me. I would love I would love for you to fact check. Me. <laughs> she has 161 acting credits to her name. 161 Isn't that something that is crazy? And here, if you think that's something, her very first acting credit on IMDb is from 1997. So we're not talking like from the 30s, the 1930s. We're talking about 1997 was her first acting credit. And since then, 161 acting credits, which is mind-blowing to me. Yes. Um, Okay, so I think that, I've kind of been learning, and I think that going in order is going to yeah. be the best way to do it, as opposed to bouncing around. So I'm going to go over some. I mean, I'm not going to go over all 161 because we would be here till next week, but I would strap yourselves in because we could be here for a hot second because she's in a ton of stuff. <laughs> and Bo, I would love to know. Yeah. Just tell me at any point about some roles that send out to you, Sammy. If you are, if a light bulb goes off, by all means, chime in because. Uh-huh. I- I'm, I know that you know who she is because we had this conversation prior to, but there were some roles in here that even I was like, oh, right, right. right, That is her. As soon as you see the face. And she kind of plays a a wide variety of roles too. Okay. So let's start with their very first one. And again, this is not everything, but it is a lot of them, all the ones that like really stand out to me. So her very first acting credit, according to IMDb is in a film called Stricken, which I... Mm -hmm. I've never seen. And that was a 97. Okay. And that she played the character of Cynthia. So that was her very first acting credit for she's got a couple more, a couple more like minor roles. But then this is the one that stands out to me. And so in 1999, right when all those like teen movies were so popular, she was in a little film called Jawbreaker with Rose McGowan, Rebecca Yehart, Julie Benz. It was right around the time of like Cruel Intentions, Bring It On. It's um, really developed a cult following. But yes. I saw this movie in the theaters back in 99. I saved up my allowance to go see this in the theaters back oh. in 99. by so myself. <laughs> she played the character Fern Mayo. So if anyone has seen Jawbreaker, it's like Mean Girls but with murder. So this came out about five years prior mm-hmm. to Mean Girls. So these girls, uh, the three main girls, Rose McGowan, Rebecca Gayhart, Julie Benz, and they accidentally choke their friend. Uh, they put a jawbreaker in her mouth and they accidentally kill her. So um, oh, good <laughs> Judy Greer plays Fern Mayo, who's not one of the popular girls at first, but she like discovers what happened by accident because she was going to her house, the girl's house, to like check on her, like to tutor or something like that. Okay. So they take her under her wing and she becomes a popular girl. So she kind of is like, The hero, the anti-hero, the villain, back to the hero through the course of the movie. A complex role. A very complex role. Here she comes. Very well, yeah. And that is the first thing I remember her from. And I still, to this day, I remember her. Every time I see her, that's the first thing that I think of. Okay. If you've never seen Jawbreaker, and I would be willing to bet a lot of people haven't, you can actually stream it on Pluto TV right now, which is another free streaming service. I'm not really sure how it works. It's like, Perhaps the one that I don't have, but if you were interested in watching that, you absolutely can. Um, okay. Sticking with the 99 theme here, she was in a film called Three Kings. This was with George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, and somebody else. It, it escapes me. They were like soldiers. It Ice kind Cube. Of like right the She's with time. Ice Cube. Okay, was that the third person? Yes, she is with some main big people. She plays the role of Kathy Dage. She's a journalist that has like, she like canoodles with George Clooney in like the very beginning of the film. So she's in a huge, huge role, but she's in there. That's her. And then, and that I couldn't find that streaming anywhere. And then in the year 2000, this is when things like really started to pop off. In the year 2000, she was in a little film called What Women Want um, with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt. She played Erin, the file girl. I've never seen this one either this is a big deal i think this was
1: a moment for judy greer so you have never seen what women want
0: i've never seen it like it was it came Mm. out like right around the time that i was like into movies and stuff but for some reason this might have been this was prior to mel gibson being controversial i don't know i just i don't i didn't he was he was in he was in his prime but typical rom-com but
1: so mel gibson gets struck by lightning in a bathtub something like that he's trying women's products because he's in the marketing and he's marketing women's products, He get, and something happens, he's in the bathtub, and he gets shocked. And now he can hear what women are thinking. So okay. Judy Greer is a character that's like literally a file girl, It's in, just like you said, and she's very, very unhappy, but no one knows that because she's just flying under the radar until he can hear what she's thinking and a very very complex role in my opinion based on my lack of expertise but
0: you're in the complex role she can play a I dynamic think, character can't she
1: that's what i'm saying she goes from like teenage murder jawbreaker situation into well, what she, she, she was
0: she was innocent she was not a part of that
1: oh uh. Well, I didn't expect anything less of her. (laughs) I just love her part in this movie because it's just a little bit of a reminder that she's in the background. No one sees her and it takes someone to literally be in her head. And Mel Gibson actually takes initiative to talk to her at that point and brings her back in and potentially saves her life. So I don't know. I just love her in this movie. I think she really well rounds the um, it's a very much a rom-com. So he's very much. You know, into Helen Hans they're doing their thing, all these things, and she's just another character that brings a layer to the movie that I think is so special. So I,
0: I love her. Yeah, like, that is Judy Greer. I think if you once we go through the list of these movies that she's in, you're like, wow, she really brought something to that. She wasn't necessarily yes. like the principal, the lead character, but she brings so much to these roles that she's in. You're like, oh my god, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yes. Um, and what women One is also on Pluto TV. So if you want to yeah. like download Pluto TV. TV and watch it's movie. worth the watch worth a free stream i should say worth the free stream i'm not really sure i i wonder if it's like 2 because on 2b it's totally free but there are commercials but you know you take you take it good with the bat i guess <laughs> and then okay so then what's funny is we both have very different what's interesting is my first role that sticks out to me is fern and and jawbreaker yours is erin the fire file girl but okay. i think in both those roles she plays very complex characters 100%. i mean Judy Greer, this is this is your Oscar campaign starting right now. Um, okay, so then 2001 rolls around, and this was peak J Lo. This was peak J Lo because she had just released her album. The movie was out. This was the Wedding Planner in 2001. Oh, she plays Penny J Lo's assistant, like her best friend, her wedding planner assistant, and didn't even realize that. I saw this movie in theaters as well, and she's um, her like confidant, like really like encourages her to go and. Follow, follow Matthew McConaughey, the love of Matthew McConaughey, and all that good stuff. Yes. Who is JLo yeah. without Judy Greer? Do we even know? What? Do we, we want to know?
1: <laughs> I, I don't think I do. Judy Greer has made J-Lo who she is. I'm going to throw it out there.
0: <laughs> you I heard it here first. It you heard it here first. Judy Greer has made JLo who she is. That's a quotable memo right there. Um, And that is streaming on Peacock. That is on Peacock, if you want to get mm. that one. Um. I will say, just full disclosure, she has so many acting credits, and a lot of these are streaming right now, which is interesting, so just FYI. Um, Okay, so then, in 2002, she was in that film Adaptation with Meryl Streep. She played Alice the Waitress. I didn't seen this one either, but I mean, Meryl Streep. She has been with some heavy hitters in these roles, hasn't she?
1: Tilda Swinton, Chris Cooper. I would say Nicolas Cage, but I will not speak his name. He is not my favorite person. Nicolas
0: Cage is your favorite actor. You, did you say you love Nicolas Cage? You do. That's why I. That's why I randomly text you gifts of Nicolas Cage, just because it it, it tickles you. So much. <laughs> uh, oh, Nicolas Cage! But big names. That was a
1: big movie, I think.
0: Oh wow. Meryl Streep and Chris Cooper were in that. That's yeah. so funny because they were both in. Mark's favorite film, August Osage County, years later. Interesting how the people work together again and again. Bring back. This is not about them. This is about Judy Greer. Okay, then. Now we're going to go into a kind of a, a pretty, um, I think like these next several roles are pretty significant. So in 2004, she yeah. was in a little film that maybe you've heard of called 13 Going on 30. She was um, Lucy Wyman. Now, 13 Going on 30 stars Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. Pre Hulk days and Jennifer Garner is, if you haven't seen this movie, Ariana Grande, it was in her video for Thank You Next as well. So it was around that time. But yes. she, uh, Jennifer Garner wakes up, makes a wish. She's was 13, now she's 30, and so on and so forth. So um, again, here we go with agree with another complex character because she plays Jennifer Garner's nemesis. Well, we don't know that the whole time. So when they're 13, the young version of Judy Greer's character, Lucy, is like head of the popular girl clique. So like not very friendly with Juniper Garner. Um, but then when they wake, when she wakes up as a 30 year old, they work together and it seems like they're great friends. Like, oh, wow, look how time has changed in these like 17 years. But then slowly, spoiler alert, if you've never seen 13 going on 30, slowly we realize that's actually not the case. She's still not a very nice person. So she's really Jennifer Renner's nemesis. Nemesis turned friend turned nemesis again. So it's a very complex role yet again. Um, and then that is streaming on Max right now. Not HBO Max, but just Max. You're right. A lot of her stuff is streaming. And then, okay, I feel like we talked about in my channel before too, but then we go, we're still in the year of 2004 and she was in a film called The Village, which is an M Night Shyamalan film. I this might be a controversial statement, but I think it's one of the better M Night Shyamalan films. Oh, you disagree? Uh,
1: well, so uh, I, I just have to say, and then we'll, we'll get right back to Judy. I saw this in theaters, and my friend leaned over to me and said, uh, "Spoiler! Spoiler to the listeners." Turn close your ears if you don't want to know. But he leaned over to me, he said, Hey, this is set in modern times. They're they're hiding okay. this. And it was like 15 minutes into the movie. And I'm like, what? So it just ruined the whole movie for me. How so they, how did your friend know that? I'm not buying that. It was rude. I, he, I mean, I would call him a smart person, but he just like, it was more like a hunch. He just leaned over, he's like, this
0: is this is what's happening. So it just kind of ruined it for me. But
1: I thought it was one of the
0: better twists in these movies of his. I thought it was the it like, movie itself wasn't necessarily great, but the twist I didn't see coming. Can we? The names in this movie. Let's. Sure. Well, actually, let's let's talk I about mean, a couple. Yeah. So Sigourney Weaver, William Hurt, Love, Bryce Dallas Howard. Remember this moment because she plays Bryce Dallas Howard's sister in the film. Okay, remember that. Remember that I just said that, and then also um, the one and only Adrian Brody. Whom I get so much shit for because I think he's so cute. I love <laughs> Adrian Brody and people look at me like, I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but I love Adrian Brody. Yeah. It's an all-star cast.
1: I mean, a huge cast. Jaqueen Phoenix? Joaquin. Joaquin, <laughs> excuse me. Thank you for correcting me. I'm just reading off IMDB and just sounding it out. Um Joaquin. Jaqueen. That's what I'm going to call him from now on, honestly. Like, I'm going to own that. And I actually Good like it. Jaqueen Phoenix, that guy. Good old Jacqueline. Um Yeah, big names in this. It's probably a pretty breakthrough moment for her, actually. It was like a serious role, a big movie, um, and kind of got – I wonder if while she was going through, like, the rom-com phase, if she was worried about getting, like, typecasted. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That I mean, All these up until this point was very much like a rom com situation. Yeah. This was a very different role. Again, like a supporting role, but I mean, she does so much with what she has in it. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. given like 15 minutes of screen time and she does a lot with it. So it's like that old mantra there's no small parts, only small actors. So you can make whatever you want out of every role.
1: Someone write that down. That's beautiful.
0: <laughs> Put it on a post it note. Someone. Okay. That was 2004. So now we're going to 2005 and I doubt you've seen this movie, Bo, but she was in a okay. film called Hearst. It was in 2005 mm-hmm. and this has, this is I, by no means a good movie, but it has some great people in it. Christina Ricci, whom I love was in it. Joshua Jackson, Shannon Elizabeth, when she was oh. so popular, this bio was in it. So um, she sure played out. the character of Joni and I think I'm just going to preface now. i just for future reference. I'm going to be spoiling a lot of these movies. They are like 15, 20 years old. So if you haven't seen them yet, you can deal with a little spoilage. So she is um, truly the villain. She is, it's about, it's a werewolf movie. Christina Ricci gets bit by a werewolf. So does her younger brother. I think he's played by Jesse Eisenberg. I think. Looking, um, yes. Yeah, okay. you're right. And Milo Ventimiglia is in it as well. And he's, He's a looker. Um, anyway, they both, the it by, they both get bit by a werewolf. And they're try, they are trying. They spent the vast majority of the film trying to figure out who it was that bit them. It was her. It wasn't her. It was Judy Greer, but was also bitten by a different person. But Judy Greer is the one. Her werewolf is the one doing all the killing in the movie. So she's like the villain in this movie, Curse that came out in 2005. I saw this in theaters, too. You know, now that I'm thinking about this, I've seen okay. a lot of her in theaters
1: yes like in real time you know can we the tagline of this movie on imdb what doesn't kill you makes you stronger that's deep it's true and it's true i bet she, that. I,
0: bet she I bet that was her idea i'm just I i'm putting that out there he was like i will sign on but here's the tagline for this movie i'm like judy we need you we want you you got it whatever you, you got want, it. you got it um, okay, and then we're going to go into kind of a string of movies that I've, I've, I'm i embarrassed to say I've never actually seen, um, but they are popular. They are well-known enough that I bet someone listening has seen them. Maybe you've seen them. 27 Dresses with Katherine Heigl. This was in two thousand. She played Casey. You remember her in this movie? I've never I seen it. I sure her. do. Definitely getting back into the rom-com space with this one. Like. Well, back into the rom-com space, yeah. Yes. And then um, in 2010, she played the character of Cindy in Love and Other Drugs. And this is, I wouldn't, it isn't a romantic sphere. I've never seen it, but I don't necessarily know that it's a rom com. It's got Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal and Hathaway, kind of like when they were at peak of popularity for, like in the, in the aughts there. Yes. Yes. She played the character of Cindy. Again, I've never seen it. So listeners, if you have any reference points for Casey and 27 Dresses or Cindy and eleven Other Drugs, please share with the group. DM it. Uh, those are not streaming anywhere either, it would appear. Okay. And then, okay, now here's where we started getting into things that there are some connections here. So I'm wondering if like she's bringing mm. these people. So in 2011, she was in this film called The Descendants, and this was George Clooney. So George Clooney, if you recall, that she was in Three Kings with back in 99. So this is about 12 yep. years later. She was in this film with him. It was a minor role again. She played the character of Julie Spear. So Julie Spear. Okay. So again, spoilers. George Clooney's wife and Judy Greer's husband were having an affair. We come to find out. Okay. So, um And George Clooney's wife, um, she like, is in a coma or something. Something happens after the affair. She's in the hospital. And basically the movie is just him coping with it, dealing with the fallout, trying to raise his daughters. But um, Judy Greer is like the other half of this because she was also cheated on by this affair that was happening. So she comes back into the hospital and talks to George Clooney's wife while she's like in a coma and like forgives her. So again, a very complex role. Yes. And that's on the that's on the Roku channel as well. I don't have that one either. I think it's free. I'm not really sure to be honest. Roku's still real, huh? Okay, it's like a Roku channel. They're like rescuing things too. So who knows? Huh. Okay, and then um, she was on two episodes of the long-running show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. Um, which as was Melanie Linsky, I found out. She was on an episode. So that's an interesting connection. Melanie Linsky was on the show. And then now here's Judy Greer. Judy Greer's character, I do remember though, because she was Ingrid, Fatty Magoo, Nelson. She <laughs> went to high school with uh, Dee and Dennis and all that and was like basically Dee's like arch nemesis. Um, but like, they call her Fatty Magoo because they're terrible people. But then she's like lost a bunch of weight on the show, but she's in two episodes of that. And she's still like Dee's nemesis. Okay. Um so a Melanie Linsky connection, which I uncovered by doing this research. Then in twenty thirteen, she was in the I'm gonna say terrible remake of Carrie. That's Stephen King's Carrie. Did you see it? I did see it. It was It was bad. It, like it was it was a I think it was a reboot, a remake that nobody really asked for. Right, yeah.
1: like, why, why did we do this? What, what was our, what was the thought? How did we get yeah. here?
0: We were fine before. We had that that classic film. We were fine there. Now, that being said, I think Judy did a great job. Like, she's a complex character. She did great with what she was given. She plays the character of I can't pronounce this name. She's the teacher, Miss Desjardins. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce okay. it. She's the teacher. I believe it's the same role that Betty Buckley played in the original mm-hmm. Carrie. The teacher, the kind. Okay. Teacher. So she's like the kind teacher to carry, played by um, Chloe Grace Moretz in this version, and that is currently streaming on Prime. If you're interested in that, okay. But not a, are we recommending? If you want to like form your own opinion, like I, I can, I can. Here's the thing: I'll offer my opinion on things, but I will never deter anybody from watching anything. No, that's fair. Because don't form their own opinion because my truth is not necessarily the listener's truth. Okay, yeah, very fair. Um. Okay, and then, again, a Melanie Linsky connection that I did not even know was there. She was on 13 episodes of Two and a Half Men, which I talked really? about episode with Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky was like a recurring character. She was on like 70 or so episodes, but 13 episodes yes. is no, um, but she's no slouch. Now, when I was looking this up, again, I never watched this show, I, I, I've seen it. Like I, it's been on. My eyes have looked at yeah. it. Yes. I have not like processed what was happening. When I was looking this up, she's been on. She has three different character names credited to her on this show. Of so course, she, she does. She does. can do anything.
1: She can be on one show in three characters. Of course, she can.
0: Right. She could just be on a show by herself as three characters, and you would think it was an ensemble. Um. Okay, Bridget, Danny, and Myra. So I have no reference point for that, but she was on Two and a Half Men for 13 episodes. Okay. I do have... I have
1: an interjecting one. Can I interject on one? By all means, please interject. So as I look, I do see what I would consider a very critical film um, that she did with Kate Beckinsell and Andrea Savage called Republicans Get in My Vagina. Now, this (laughs) this is real life, folks. Now, what I don't know is I I have not seen it. Actually, this was a little bit of a self-discovery moment for me. I will be watching this as soon as possible. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. Uh, But it sounds like a good cause. Um, So not only is she acting during this time, but she is out in the public, you know, spreading the message of, What, you know, dare I even say, this is before the Roe v. Wade was turned over. Like, they're ahead of their time. They're making an impact. They're out on the streets talking about the subject of, you know, Republicans. It's it's called Get In My Vagina, but I think what they're really trying to say is get out. Um, But I just want to call that out. Very interesting. And it's a comedic spin on women's reproductive rights and women's health. Um, And so I I, I think we got to make a nod and just realize that, you know, she's doing more than acting, folks. She She's all over the place.
0: Um, okay, so Judy Greer, advocate. Judy Greer, advocate. We're going to add that to her resume. And then she is kind of in some huge movies that I'm sure um, you guys have seen. Like, someone has seen these movies. So um, we go to, um, let me see here. When is the first. In 2015, she is in two huge huge movies. One of them is a little film maybe you've heard of it called Jurassic World, Jurassic World.
1: 2015, 8 years.
0: Um she plays uh Karen and once again she plays Bryce Dallas Howard's sister.
1: Sister
0: just like in the village she plays Bryce Dallas Howard's sister. So she's like the mom of the two of the two boys, like Bryce Dallas Howard's sister. She's not She's not actually on the ice. She never has like any actual like um, dinosaur experience, but she is their mom. And then, and that's streaming on Peacock. And then in 2015, she's also in another huge film that I didn't even, it didn't even register with me. And I've seen this movie a thousand times. She's in Ant-Man. She's Scott's ex-wife. She's Maggie Lang. She's She's his wife, the mom of his daughter. I had no idea. It did not even dawn on me that this was the case. These these just subtle, well, I shouldn't even say subtle roles, but, like, influential
1: movies. I mean, she just shows up in big ways. I feel like she's a little bit of the, I'd be curious to know how much her box office, like, how many, what the box office, like, she has, what's
0: the word I'm looking for, Joel? Help me out. Her, uh, uh, sister box office, like, lifelong, like, gross, kind of, yeah. sort of? Yes. Gross yeah. box Like, how
1: much has she brought in, like?
0: I'm curious to see that, because some of these
1: movies, like, hits, blockbuster, opening weekend record-setting
0: hits. Like, Jurassic World was a billion-dollar movie, so, I mean, at least it was. It's kind of like... Absolutely. And 161 acting credits. Like, some of these were, like, yeah, some pretty big movies, especially at the time. And, like, kind of... She also has, like, this weird mix of, like, huge, huge, huge box office successes, but then also, like, cult classics, like, favorites. Right, like right. 13 going on 30, I might fall into that category. Jawbreaker might fall into that category. I might even say cursed would fall into that category as like a cult class. I mean, she cannot be put in a box. Don't, don't you try. Don't Do you dare. Do not
1: put Judy Greer in a corner or a box. I'm just, let's be clear.
0: Let her spread her wings. Let her be an advocate for vaginas yes. and everything yes. else. For it. Yes. Fucking um, okay. you
1: Republicans.
0: Did you hear that? Take notes, Pence. Wake up um okay so jurassic world she was in ant-man and then uh, she was in the ant-man and the Wasp sequel so i will just say that right now she was in those two um and then she was in another kind of really i guess successful franchise i haven't seen these either she was in dawn of the planet of the apes in 2014 and then war for the planet of the apes in 2017 she played the role of cornelia i have not seen these but that's a pretty significant franchise as well the apes movies
1: I mean, I guess my real question is, I wonder, was she an ape or was she a human?
0: I don't know. That's a real. That's that's actually a really great question. I feel like these were more prequely. I could be mistaken. I think mm. these were more prequely, so she was likely a human, although she has done some voice work, which I will circle back to in just a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So then that takes us to um, Andrea. You mentioned Andrea Savage. She was in that where do we watch this one thing you talked about the with uh, Kate Beckinsale where, where do you watch it the internet I the interwebs can.
1: I don't think you can but I, I'm just assuming it's worth the rental I'm throwing it out there like that is worth a rental but let Let's come back to that. I will. I will find this information. We have to. Okay,
0: work, we're we're going to do some digging on that front. Yes. But Andrea Savage just brings me to my next credit of hers. She was in a show. Oh, so Andrea Savage had a show on True TV. It was called I'm Sorry. It's actually hysterical. I've seen every episode. Um, it was on True TV for two seasons. It got renewed for a third, but then COVID happened and they canceled it, which I think was happening a lot during that time. During that time. Um. Yeah. She was on three episodes of that. She played the character of Maureen and Andrea Savage was in this film. We were talking about, about the vaginas. So she seems to like have these connections. Like George Clooney was a connection. Bryce Dallas Howard is a connection. Now Andrea Savage. So that's, and she obviously can maintain relationships pretty well.
1: She's a kind person.
0: Um, And then here we go. Jason Bateman comes up every single time because This is the next thing I want to talk about. She was on 13 episodes of Arrested Development, which, if you don't know, is kind of a cult favorite show. Um, All those seasons are streaming on Netflix. It became a Netflix original at some point, but it stars Jason Bateman. And she was Kitty Sanchez. She was the dad's secretary, and she was like a recurring character. She would keep popping up. I remember one episode, she got like these... This huge, these huge fake boobs, like this boob job. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> she was um, a little cuckoo on that show, but she was thirteen episodes. She was a recurring character. Then I already mentioned the Ant Man sequel. Then she was in. So when they rebooted um, Halloween with the new ones, like in oh. two thousand eighteen, yes. they they retconned Laurie Strode's character arc and they gave her I'm not going to get into the specifics of all of the Halloween things because it it's just too much to get into but in the reboot she's Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter she's Laurie Strode's daughter in yes. Halloween and Halloween Kills so she's in those two movies as the daughter um, and I'm not sure where the new Halloween is streaming it was on Peacock for a while but it's not anymore but you can stream um the second one, Halloween Kills, on Max right now. They'll come back in October, I'm sure. I thought it was like a Peacock, like it was like one of those like weird deals with Peacock to where it was going to be streaming on there, but I don't know what happened. Um, and so then she kind of has some more TV work. So she was on a show called Kidding, which was on Showtime um, between 2018 and 2020, and she was um, starred opposite Jim Carrey on that one. She was, like, a a main character. She was his ex-wife. I believe you can stream that on Paramount Plus now because of the Showtime Paramount. Now, you... We were talking about voice work for some reason just a second ago. It it escapes me, but (laughs) voice work. Okay. Uh, We were talking about voice work earlier. I cannot recall what we were talking about, why voice work came up, but... What were we talking about? Oh, oh, because we were talking about Planet of the Apes. Was she an ape? Was she oh, a that's human? right. But she could actually be either because she has done some voice work. There's this show called Archer. It's on FXX. Arch. It's a cartoon show. Do you watch Bob's Burgers?
1: No, and I feel like I should, but continue. Probably another like
0: time I feel like you absolutely should watch Bob's Burgers. So yeah. anyway, the guy that did the voice... H. John Benjamin. He also does the voice of Archer, okay. which is the show that's been on forever since 2009. It's been on since 2009. Um, and she's on that. She does voice work. So it's a cartoon, uh, an adult cartoon. But she is the voice of oh. Cheryl Tenth, who's like secretary on that show. And that's been, she's done 135 episodes of that show. 135.
1: Wow. I. Okay. I mean... I w- I'm not surprised at this point. At this point, I am not surprised. Judy Greer, uh, 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 what else can she do? I i take it back. Is she like a main, I wonder, now I'm starting to wonder, does she help produce those things? Like, I, I wonder how much she's been involved. Like
0: if you have that investment in a cartoon, she's been influential in the process. I would say after that many years, for sure. Now, like I, I did not go into, if you have ever been on IMDb listeners, it is grouped by section. So like if you're looking up a person, you can see their acting credits, their producing credits, their directing credits, their writing credits, their self credits, their archive footage credits. I did not do that deep of a dive, but I'm sure she's produced something. My God, she's been no. in the biz for all these. What, what is that? 26 years now. I'm sure she's produced something, but these oh, are just. spoiler alert people. she has? How, what, how, many, how many producing credits does she have? it doesn't have a number one two three
1: she has produced four um none of which we've talked about yet so yes she has not it doesn't look like she has produced anything she's been in but i will also say she's been she has directed a little bit um so there's a couple shout outs there i'm not seeing any like major big projects that we've mentioned that she's been done had other influences outside of acting maybe she was interesting yeah like judy greer we believe in you you can go like let's go
0: i wonder if she wants to like keep it separate like i wonder if she's like the type of person that doesn't want she doesn't want to act in what she produces she doesn't want to act in what oh, she right. directs. she wants to keep it separate i wonder
1: you're right joel i i take it back i'm going to say judy greer do what you want do what you want we believe in you and whatever you want to do you keep acting girl
0: <laughs> in case you couldn't tell bill brown is a judy greer advocate
1: obsessed. <laughs> and you know what I as soon, you've already called it out. As soon as you said this, I'm like, I know the most recognizable face in America and the least recognizable
0: name that
1: it, that is Judy Greer. Everyone knows her. When you look at her, like she's the, this is like the icon of this topic.
0: What's funny is I think she fits in perfectly because you, when we were having this discussion, when I was, was like, Oh, I have a list of people, and you're like, you know, who'd be a great pick and you were like naming things that she was in. I was like, Oh, Judy Greer! I have her on the list. Like you couldn't, you did not know her name, but you could name ten things so she was in.
1: Absolutely, yeah. love her.
0: Um. So Archer. So that's a long running process. She does other characters on there too. She does like lots of voice work, but like Cheryl's her main character, and you can watch all of that on Hulu if you want to get into that situation. If you want to go down that that rabbit hole. Um. And then speaking of Hulu and shows, she was on the show. It got canceled after one season because that's what. Everyone does nowadays. It was called Reboot. It was with Keegan Michael Key, Johnny Knoxville. It was basically like they there was an old sitcom and they were rebooting it. So it's like very meta, if you think about it. And she was the the lead on there. She was the female lead on the show, on like the show within the show, but then also like on the show itself. She played Brie Marie Jensen. And that's taking this up to like pretty recent times. So most recently, of her completed work, back to voice work, she was the voice of War Pig in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I saw this the moment you said it. I'm like, what is War Pig?
1: So I hope you I, can expand because I have I, lots of questions.
0: I would love to. So in the film... I'm not going to spoil this one because it is pretty recent, but um, there's lots of, I have not had
1: the opportunity to see this.
0: There's lots of like animals, animal hybrid type things. Like, are you familiar with the character of Rocket Raccoon just in general? Okay. So the third one is essentially really his backstory and like how he came to be who he is.
1: That's why there's a baby rocket.
0: Yes. That's why I was on that absolute insane manhunt for the baby rocket, which I found, by the way, did I tell you? Got it. I found that baby rocket at a Barnes and Noble in uh, North Carolina. So, um, she is one of those like animal character voices, but like you can't really recognize it as her as the voice because I think it's just like a lot of grunting. But uh, Linda Cardellini is also in that. Anyway, so voice work, she can do it all. She does. I I cannot even. So, if we could just do a quick recap, this this woman. (laughs)
1: Everywhere. What? Well, can I add? Judy Greer led us into her doors recently, because Joel, as you know, um, from one dog lover to another, we we love our pets. We love our we love our furry friends. Absolutely. And what Caesar Milan? I think it's Milan or Milan, um, the dog whisperer, mm-hmm. recently had Judy Greer and her husband on his show because she had a nightmare of a dog, um, and he of course turned it around like he always does. But you, he like went to her house, got to see her dog, um, and what just like a class act, normal person, which I expected nothing less. And the light just came on. I finally me popped me on behind me, Let me up like We an were talking
0: breath. about her in a positive light, and just
1: that light just and, and she out. just appeared behind me in the form of a lamp. <laughs> she, so I, I just love her because here she is showing up in horror movies here she shows up in cartoons here she shows up in rom-coms and here she shows up on national geographic i mean i mean give Trump, me something else she cannot do she
0: can do Trump anything a diversified portfolio am i right am i right a diverse portfolio
1: can, don't you see her as that person like on sitcoms like modern family friends like those types of sitcoms like oh, we need, some, we need someone to come on and like fill in this guy. Call Judy Greer. Like she shows up in all these spaces. I just love it.
0: And I would be actually very curious to know now that you brought this to my attention, what is her lifetime box office gross? Because I mean, let's talk about this. So, I mean, cult classics, but like, so Jawbreaker, Dare I Say 13, Going on 30, Dare I Say Courage, but then some pretty popular rom-coms. 27 dresses 13 going on 30 was very popular i think the village probably had a a decent box office because it was in night shalom um i think what women want was probably pretty popular at the time but then some franchises jurassic world planet of apes the ant-man franchise the halloween reboots and then not to mention we're talking residuals here for voice work i'm not really sure how that works in the biz but like 135 episodes since 2009 of archer i would be willing to bet there's some significant money to be had there and then two and a half men so residuals have got to come into play but she has truly done it all horror rom-com um advocacy um what else here we've got comedy we've got just like hardcore like um like kind of like raunchy comedy if you will voice yes. work i mean she has done it all in the span of not that long 97 is her first acting credit that i could find so that's pretty significant do we know her age did we say her age 75 so what does that match she was born in 75 25 45 where she in the 48 range <laughs> so in that oh yeah um, so july oh, she'll be 48 july 12th
1: and I, I, I'm not gonna say specific numbers because I can't quote it, also because they're inconsistent. But her box office gross is in the billions with a B. Billions with the B. That is um, domestic and worldwide, like significant gross revenue in the box office. Like And she's one of those showing- people uh,
0: she's one of those people that I I can say with confidence that everyone listening to this has seen something she has been in. One hundred percent. Jurassic World, 13, 13, 13, between Jurassic World, 13 Going On 30, and Ant-Man, one of those three, you have seen them. Yes. And Arrested Development and The New Halloween. I could, the list could go, could go on and on. I love how every single episode Jason Bateman is connected. I swear. I just... There's I can't people in the industry him. that just
1: show up everywhere. I'm,
0: I'm also can't. curious to know like, what's her relationship like with Bryce Dallas Howard and people like that because they've worked together several times. Like between so like, they're like, their
1: best friends she is the one she's that person mark my words she is that person that everyone thinks she is their best friend and everyone wants her around at all times she gets invited to 10 thanksgivings
0: she has to decide what's with she, the order yes probably she probably has tough decisions she's exhausted she makes yams for 15 different households she's she every, sure every oh
1: you know she's baking for everyone and like dropping it off in her hands. She's doing that.
0: That is Judy Greer. That is who she is. (laughs) I wonder what her specialty is. I think it's probably yams with the marshmallows. Yams? Don't you think? I feel like yams are easy. Everyone loves them. They're staple. Or I could see her doing a green bean casserole.
1: I was going to say green bean casserole. She is green bean casserole or yams. She probably does both. Let's just be real. She can do anything, but... Does she have um, the time with all these acting credits? She's going from job to job. Find the time, she'll find the time. I don't know. She's mm. training her dog too. That dog did need a lot of work, but you know she's. She Which dog does it? Remember, it was kind of a little yapper. You know, like a little cute thing, just like you picture her working. You know, holding her little
0: her little dog. If I, I remember correctly, the kind of dog that Fern Mayo would have, or the mom. Yes.
1: Yes. If I remember correctly, the dog was kind of attached to her and was biting the husband, which sounds par for the course. I mean,
0: whatever. I mean, I'd be attached to you. need to
1: protect her at all costs. So dog, yeah. so he knew what he was signing up for, he or she.
0: Protect your degree at all costs. That is- yes, at all costs. Put that on a shirt. Put that on a shirt and sell it right away. Uh, well, so that kind of brings us to the end. She's currently on let me talk about what she's currently if you want to catch her live and in, in color right now she's on this show called White House Plumbers I believe it stars Justin Thoreau and Woody Harrelson Ooh. I'm not thinking but th- that's airing on Max right now so this is what she's currently working on currently airing if you are interested in kind of like seeing her live and in color right now you can watch that I, it probably airs on Sundays but you can stream that on Max on, at any time who else is in that show? Cersei Lannister herself, Lena Headey. Is she really? She is sure it Woody Harrelson and Justin Was I correct? Yes. Yes. Um, so there you have it. Like, that, that seems like an all-star cast too. She worked with some incredible people. Now, Bo, as we kind of yeah. reach our closing here, mm-hmm. um, what, if anything, did you learn about Judy Greer? Well, I definitely, A,
1: even some of the things I have seen before, or I thought she was in, or I knew she was in, just reading through everything in like one body of work, um, hearing it all together, I'm just like, it's pretty, it's really impressive. Um, And I'm just really impressed by it. There's something about a supporting actress. Let's be real. Judy Greer is the epitome of supporting actress. Oh is everywhere, lifting everyone else up around her, making every she's lifting up those leads. Like it's nobody's business. I'm I'm looking at you, J Lo. Where are you without Judy Greer? Now <laughs> she lifts people up. So, but just hearing it all and just seeing it all as one like career is just so impressive. So I learned two things though, really. One is the cartoon voice work. I had no idea she was doing any of that. And then I think the second is just the versatility. Like I always picture her as that best friend, as, you know, that type of role. But like when you really look back and you look at things like the village, when you look at things like this werewolf movie I wasn't aware of, like there's just these different themes that she settles into. And it's really cool to see them back to back. Like, she did one of her rom coms the same year as The Village. Like, she was filming this back to back. So, like, it has avoided a typecast that would have been so
0: easy to get into. So, I'm just very impressed by
1: her. I'm more impressed now than I was when we started. Yeah.
0: I think it's that that's one of the fun things about like doing a, a show like this. It's like when you actually like, sit down and look at it, like, look at what they've been yes. in, like, wow, they've done a lot, a lot of different stuff. And she is the epitome of that versatility. That's the one I was like, yes. yes, a versatile. Absolutely. And she does. It- Great things with the role that she has given, even if the movie isn't that great.
1: Yes, she's that person that nothing's below her. Like she, she, no matter what she's taking, no matter what she's giving, like she's going to do one hundred percent. And you know what she does?
0: She she elevates it. She elevates it. Yes, she's like, here's the role on paper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna elevate this role. It's going to be the role in the film. Looking at you, Penny from the wedding planner, Penny. The role, Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um. Okay. So. Um, a couple of things here, just a, a quick recap. If you are interested in learning more about Judy Greer or seeing some of her iconic performances for yourself, yes. you can stream The Wedding Planner on Peacock. You can stream 13 Going On 30 on Max. Um, you can, If you want to your, pass your own judgment on the Carrie reboot, that is on Prime. Um, if you want to catch Jurassic World, that's on Peacock. And then Disney Plus has both of those Ant-Man movies. Um, if you want to catch her in like more of like a horror space, then Halloween Kills is also on Max. And then all that TV work that we mentioned, Archer is the voice work, and that show Reboot, which is pretty recent, those are both on Hulu. Nice. So you kind of have to have a lot of streaming services if you want to dig into this. But there you have it bo i want to thank you so much for joining us and being our truly first official guest. absolutely and to those listeners if you have some fact checking to do or you want to maybe offer suggestions for people that you want to kind of learn more about you can actually follow us on social media i keep forgetting to mention this so if you want to follow the instagram that is famous for what underscore between those words so famous underscore for underscore what okay that's the instagram the tiktok is famous for what podcast again underscore so famous underscore for underscore what underscore podcast so famous for what famous for what podcast if you want to get involved i love feedback so if you have some ideas or you have some people that you want to hear about please reach out um and thank you for taking this time to learn a little bit more about the iconic Judy Greer. And thank you to the iconic Bo Brown for joining us for this very special episode. Thank you for
1: having me So much and
0: fun. next week or next time. I should say we are going to kind of do some groundbreaking work and we're going to do something we've never done before on the pod and it's going to make a lot more sense when you actually hear it. So tune in next week, next time, when we have our deep dive over our next pretty versatile, diverse person. And we're going to do a deep dive on their career and really answer the question, famous for what?